What's up, world? Uh, I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. They, 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 insert here. Yo. It's a terrible game. Bottom line. It's terrible in every way. Graphically, it's terrible. Gameplay is terrible. It's just terrible. Oh, angry Nick mad. That game sucked, and it's gonna suck no matter how many revisions they make, and it just sucked even more because they put a connect with it. Oh, angry Nick mad. Or if there's violence, I'll just laugh and enjoy the fun. Kaz Hazari. Hazari. Kaz Harai. 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 They just kind of got tired of Angry Nick on the first one and said, yeah, I'm gonna pass. Oh, yeah, so I do. It's me, precisely. No, no. no. I, I, per- I no. do all my work. No. No. Yeah, I'm you guys are so I don't- cute. Oh, thank you. I try. I mean, let's face it, Mario, and to a lesser extent, Zelda, is what carries Nintendo at this point. Always be radical. I love you, little podcast. You're the bestest thing ever. For the promise of the new Super Smash Brothers and the Zelda game, yes. Will not find a better story presented in any other game genre, in my personal opinion. Like, JRPGs have that. They have that story. That's what the entire game felt like. Oh my god, I want to bang my head into a wall. It's a podcast, it does Can someone remind me? I thought it was a video game podcast. You're listening to the Game Source Podcast. It is none other than Gerald, better known as Yes Elvis Lives, along with here with Angry Nick. And of course, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Josh Peterson, the author of Vendetta Dark, now available on Amazon. Get it in Wild's Hot and before it hits the Times bestseller, New York Times bestseller list, because all the copies will sell out. So, hey, Josh, how you doing? Good, good. Hey, it's this Game Source podcast number 122. It's phase one of our E3 podcast and our E3 coverage. We had uh, Chris, who was down there live tweeting uh, at the actual show floor uh, for the Xbox conference. Uh, actually, it's the Galen Center floor, which I've been at, uh, which is always fun. Um, it is Game Source Podcast number 122. It's E3 2015. How are you? We are. just want to let you know, give everyone a shout out. Uh, if you get a chance, check us out, Game Source Facebook page, uh, at Game Source on Twitter. Uh, we have now, we are now trending at uh, five times, uh, excuse me, eight times our normal volume as far as people that are, are checking us out. Uh, so we're very happy about that, and we appreciate that immensely. Uh, please follow us, like us, and get a chance to get to know us a little bit better um, because you'll be supported for it by getting the latest news and information all year long. Uh, we've posted over 40,000, almost 40,000 stories uh, on our Facebook page and our Twitter uh, account as well. So we're not bots. We're just real people. Um, we'd like to be bots, but unfortunately uh, – uh, we've got very happy thumbs. Um, and one more thing, just want to let everybody know, if you get a chance and you are very interested, as well you should be for the upcoming documentary from our good friend Rob McCallum, uh, Nintendo Quest, um, please join. Uh, if you get a chance, get t- your tickets today. The latest and greatest uh, for his awesome documentary, Nintendo Quest. If you get a chance, go to NintendoQuest.com. Get your tickets today. Uh, it's an awesome documentary. Uh, there you can see actually what the uh, the video with what's all about. Or you can check out our page or our site www.yourgamesource.com because it has the information. We have several interviews. We have podcasts. 
Uh, we've talked to Rob extensively, and uh, he's uh, helped us with part of our E3 coverage and work with us great folks. So please check that out as well. So after all said and done, uh, we've got three conferences down. Um, so, gentlemen, I'm going to talk to both of you first. And first questions I have uh, are the three things you can take away. Uh, first off, the three things, Josh, you can take away from the Bethesda conference. Uh, who do you want to go first? I'll, I'll start with uh, I'll start with Angry Nick. Angry Nick, I'm going to turn it over to you. Um, you know, obviously there was a lot of great things shown at the Bethesda conference, including a, a finally a, a more than two second look at Doom. Um, also, as well, uh, The Elder Scrolls is now becoming a card game similar to Hearthstone as a competitor. Although I kind of like went myself for The Witcher Three, and then also as well, um, you know, what game uh, they announced Dishonored Two. Uh, with the female protagonist that it looks really, really good. Um, that game is coming up as well. And, well, you know, Bethesda wouldn't be Bethesda without showing you an extensive look at Fallout 4. So, Nick, um, I'm turning it over to you now. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Bethesda conference? Three things you can take away. Well, I'd say from the Bethesda conference, uh, obviously I'm a... Um, I'm an avid uh, Fallout fan, so I was uh, definitely um, happy to see the next installment of the Fallout series. Uh, I know that Gerald and I were discussing earlier that, um, <laughs> in terms of there there being any uh, big difference, I don't, I didn't, you know, it seemed like just another kind of expansion to the existing world of Fallout. But um, provided that it obviously is the uh, um, Fallout game uh, in New Vegas in three, um, I know I, I was excited. Matter of fact, uh, I'm actually a uh, uh, teetering on going and making my pre-order to get my uh, Pip Boy, so um, I, I, I do uh, have. Hopefully, I have plans in the future of getting a collector's edition. So I was uh, I was definitely very uh, pleased to see that Fallout 4 was announced. Um, although I had you know seen it uh, prior to that on Steam. Um, as far as uh, uh, two, I was uh, I, I thought that one looked pretty good. Having not played the the first one, of course, um, uh, to me it looked like that uh, again. Discussion earlier, um, you know, having a female protagonist, and it just you know, it seemed like it was going to be an action-packed game. It looked like it was pretty good. Um, um, lastly, as far as my third one, I would say Doom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not really a big Doom fan. Um, although, uh, despite how grotesque and overly gory uh, the game is, uh, it definitely graphically it is uh, absolutely incredible. Um, so I, I. I Again, not being a huge Doom fan, I foresee I foresee that game hopefully making me some good waves. Um, but those are kind of the three that really stuck out to me. I, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of uh, you know Elder Scrolls or uh, you know Morrowind or any of those other um, uh, previous titles. So I can't really speak too much on behalf of uh, you know some of other Bethesda's content. But those were kind of the three that stuck out to me. So, sir. All right. Well. I have never played a Fallout game before, so but after seeing this trailer and the gameplay, actually, I, I really want to play it now. So, it, you know, I love the whole concept of an open world game, uh, just you know, being able to go where you want to, not having to stay on like a linear path. Um, so yeah, that game looks looks really good. And as far as the uh, Elder Scrolls Legends, I think it's called the card game. Yes. 
I'm not, I, I love Elder Scrolls. I love those games. I love how they all connect to the previous entries in the series, but I'm not too big. You know, I, the, I probably won't go out of my way to play the, uh, you know, the, the card game of it because it doesn't really add anything to the story for me. Uh, Dishonored 2, I'm really uh, excited to play. I like, the first one was really short, so I'm hoping that we'll get a little more gameplay out of this one. And I like the idea of being able to play as a little girl you're saving from the first one. And they also announced, uh, announced that you can play as Corvo, so that should be exciting too. But those are Fallout and Dishonored 2 are really the two games that I'm looking forward to playing from Bethesda. Fair enough. Um, for me, Doom, uh, something that, that would, for me, to makes or breaks the Bethesda conference for me. Uh, I'm a longtime Doom fan. I remember playing it on, uh, at the time, several thousand dollars Silicon Graphics workstations back back in the heyday when I was working in the movie industry and all we were doing was spending our time playing Doom. <laughs> Don't say anything. Uh, but, uh, and doing those LAN parties with, you know, forget about our work. But anyways, uh, that game was fast back then. Fast action, fast pack, fast moving. Um, the only thing I saw is, you know, it looked like a very good first-person shooter. But I think it lacked the actual speed uh, that the original has. So, uh, you know, or an Unreal Tournament or, or a game of that era, Serious Sam, or a game of that era that, that really captivated me as far as from a speed and, and quickness standpoint, as far as that hectic, fast-paced action. Um, it looked like more like a controlled first-person shooter perspective. Uh, so it's not exactly... I mean, it looks like a good first-person shooter, but it does not capture the essence of Doom for me. It seemed more like a like like close to Doom three than it did to Doom one, which uh, may, in the long run, not be in its best favor. But we'll we'll have to wait and see. Um, Fallout four, you know, no one's gonna. Uh, I know Rob and I went back and forth on the previous podcast uh, regarding the aesthetics of it. Um, it, no one's no one's going to really worry about the aesthetics when it's all said and done because the character models are, you know, similar to uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X. No one's going to care about the chrono, uh, the the character models if the gameplay, the story, and the actual atmosphere and environment look outstanding, which it did. Um, and I'm so I'm really excited to actually get involved with it. Um, and also, if Fallout 3 is now being included on the Xbox One version with Fallout 4, uh, that makes it even more enticing as well. Plus, they announced at the E3 conference that any mods made in the PC version uh, will be transported over to the Xbox One version for free. Uh, you can download that as well, which was which made it very interesting as well to to get that version. Uh, but we'll talk a little bit more about the Xbox One uh, conference right now, uh, since it looks like the Bethesda conference was pretty basic, pretty uh, straightforward, and Dishonored 2 looks looks like really like something that uh, a lot of people are, are really interested in as well because uh, Dishonored 1 was such a surprise hit. But the Xbox One conference um, was pretty solid. Nothing uh, really outstanding, no major price announcements, no major, you know, we already knew about the one terabyte SKU that's out at $400. Uh, nothing really earth-shattering there. The, the controller got a detailed look, which, uh, you know, makes me kind of angry because I have the original controller and I wasn't given the opportunity to have that controller. Which they should have done in the first place, but you know who's crying over spilt milk. But uh, I really think uh, that the, the conference was made for them based off their announcement that uh, around a, at least a hundred titles 
uh, will be backwards compatible uh, for the Xbox One. Um, similar to what they did back in the 360 days when they made, you know, X number of titles from the previous system compatible as well. Uh, Josh, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, and also the announcements of the, obviously, and what everybody knew, the, the Gears of War 4 happening, the Gears of War collection happening, uh, and also as well um, the looks at both Halo 5 Guardians, which look really good, and Alora uh, Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, which also looked very strong as well. All right, let me first off say I was really pleased to see that Microsoft stopped their focus on motion gaming. That was, uh, I could never really get on board with that because I don't know who, you know, goes home and says, I can't wait to run in front of my TV for three hours. So it's, you know, that, that was good to see that. But um, uh, I'm really excited. Halo 5 looks really good. I, you know, it's, uh, it's a good jumping on point for people. I know when Halo 4 came out, I kept having little kids come up to me and ask me like, hey, do you play Halo? And, you know, I kept telling them, yeah, I played Halo when you were still a sperm. But it was, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it looks really good. And, I mean, it looks kind of, I guess you can call it kind of like Halo All-Stars because they have all the characters from, like, the previous entries, the books, the comic books, all gathered in one game. So, I mean, obviously, since you have Buck, you don't have, you're not going to have a sequel to ODST. Um but I'm excited to finally play as uh, Fred and Kelly from uh, what are the, the blue team, and uh, you know the, the story looks interesting because they don't they didn't tell you whether you're you know if Matt it's up to you right now to try to figure out whether Master Chief is a good guy or a bad guy, and uh, whether you're going to be friends with Locke you know or whether it's just a whole misunderstanding. So you know the game looks really interesting. My only complaint is that. Maybe they're making it a little too complicated because the, the the beautiful thing about Halo is besides the story is that you can go into it and you just kind of like go on a linear path and just play the game without having to do too many extra things as far as commanding a squad and uh, changing your weapon loadout. So it'll be interesting to see how that integrates into uh, the new game. Um, yeah, hopefully it doesn't take too much away from you know where your the focal point is more on commanding your team versus yeah on your Kind of, you know, I, I kind of see where you're going. So hopefully that's, that doesn't prove to be a hindrance rather than, you know, more of a help. You take away some of your focus from the game. Yeah, exactly. Because that was my big thing with Call of Duty. It used to be really simple to play. You just, you know, follow the mission objectives, but now, you, you know, you have all the extra stuff as far as uh, commanding your squad, uh, care packages and all that. So that's the one thing I always loved about Halo. So I just hope that that doesn't ruin it, but I'm still looking forward to it. It looks really good. Um, what else was there? there was, uh, as far as the exclusives go, what's that game called? ReCore? Yeah, ReCore. Yeah, it's, it didn't really, you know, it, no, didn't, really it didn't do much for me either. Yeah, I was, I was hoping for more out of that. And, uh, Fable Legends, the trailer was really vague. They didn't really give much away about the gameplay. It's just a new trailer with uh, Eva Green's voice as the villain. <laughs> they really... Yeah. I was hoping for like more detail, like or maybe even a release date, because they've just been like you know teasing us with that game for almost two years now. Um, well, you know, it, it seems like they did that too, even with the uh, when the with the announcement with uh, with uh, Gears, they didn't they didn't drop an announcement date or uh, a release date necessarily. They were just kind of yeah, you know, putting a year out there, like it'll be sometime in 2016. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. And then we'll push it back four or five times before you finally play it. So, uh, it, well, the gameplay itself, actually, you know, it looks really good. I, they don't, they didn't really say much about the story as far as who that guy is and where, what happened to Marcus Phoenix. Um, so I'm hoping we'll get a little more info on that in the coming months. Um, I wish it wasn't so dark. I, I feel like, uh, you know, I, I, obviously the intention was to probably, you know, shroud a lot of that first part of that part of that scene that they, you know, first part of that gameplay and, and kind of mystery. But, you know, it, for me, when I was watching it, it made it a little difficult to make out some of the finer details of the game. And it, it graphically looked look good and it looked like it fell, you know, in line with some of the same game mechanics and gameplay type as the previous gears. But I, I wish that, you know, they, they might have played a level that, did a little more justice to the, uh, you know, I'm sure there's pro- probably a very large consumer base out there who are very excited about it. So I just kind of wish I was able to see a little, a little bit more of the game in better detail rather than darkness. Yeah, and you didn't get to see a lot of things that made the original Gears so great, just the onslaught yeah. of people coming at you. You're just chasing something through the dark. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, but they didn't, they didn't really show much footage from the Gears of War remaster which I was, I was hoping they would show, but uh, you know, Halo and Gears of War 4, I'm looking forward to hearing more about that in the uh, coming months. Yeah, yeah I mean, as far as I, I think, uh, you know, I, I don't think anything really uh, uh, blew me away necessarily too much with, with the conference. I mean, I, I they, they had a couple a couple good software titles. I, um, I, was just, I was telling Gerald earlier that I, I historically... I remember playing Tomb Raider when it was on, like, you know, Sony PlayStation, the original one, and, you know, it's funny looking back and seeing the transformation that it made when, when it hit, you know, the newer-gen systems, but um, to be completely honest with you, I, I mean, uh, I'm pretty excited to see more uh, from, you know, Tomb Raider, you know, the new installment of Tomb Raider. Uh, I, I think the game looks incredible. Um, you know, not, not only is it graphically, you know, aesthetically pleasing, but um, it looks like... Uh, there, you know, it, it falls in, in line very similarly with, uh, you know, the previous Tomb Raider game. So I'm pretty excited to see how more of that storyline evolves and and how, you know, Laura's journey kind of progresses further and deeper. And you know, I, I'm pretty excited about um, seeing some more content related to that too. But uh, and of course, you know, I know EA had to make their presentation about Fallout. Uh, or yeah, I mean, uh, Bethesda rather had to make their presentation about a. Uh, you know, Fallout, of course, during during that press conference as well. But um, I know that we're going to touch on more of the EA, I think, after this. But um, but if I rambled enough for you, would you like to interject? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, any other anything else stick out to you outside of obviously the backward compatibility that um, Microsoft announced 100 titles. I, I believe so. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we'll see if Sony is going to do the same thing because that might be what pushes more buyers towards Xbox this year. Yeah, I, I know they're trying to make. I, I'm sure, I know they're trying to make you know uh, some power plays to, you know, to try to mo- you know uh, try to monopolize that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let me hand it back to the man here. Two quick things I want to take away before we go and uh, talk about EA. Yeah. Um, well, two th- quick things I want to talk about is, first off, um, Gears of War 4 looked amazing. I'm really happy to see that's, uh, 
that's hit that's hit a sweet spot for the for for Xbox. And I'm really excited to see that will be coming out holiday 2016. And then lastly, with the idea of Xbox uh, backward compatibility, I noticed some titles already with with Fallout coming with Fallout 3 and Rainbow Six um, Siege coming out with Rainbow Six Vegas 1 and 2. Um, they're both. Uh, You'll see this probably from some other uh, publishers as well. When they when they have X Games, they're gonna it's automatically gonna come free with with the previous iterations. You're gonna probably see more of that as it as it comes down the line, especially when it comes to the Xbox One. But Josh, is this something as far as backwards compatibility that's really important to you? Because I thought when 360 originally announced it, I was really stoked for it. But then after a while, I was only playing two or three titles, and then after a couple of years. Uh, once they, you know, really the Halo 2 um, multiplayer uh, community kind of died down, uh, kind of kind of faded away in, into, you know, that that area. It's an exciting announcement out now, but do you actually see it becoming a, a, a part of something that could be a good foundation for them? I do, actually, because a lot of people I talk to who are interested in Xbox, they're the one thing that's making them not want to buy the Xbox One was the lack of backwards compatibility. And whether or not they, they play the games that they have, they just people like the idea of it because people, they like to hoard things. You know, they have their old Xbox games. They're like, if I can't play those games, why do I want to buy a new console? But now that they can, they'll go out and buy an Xbox. And whether or not they play the games that are now backwards compatible, they'll still, you know, it'll still boost sales for Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I get your point there. So, uh, like I said, I, hopefully it will be a strong move for them. I'm hoping that that they'll be actually um, a great way um, for for us uh, as gamers to to be able to um, go and play those games from the past that I like. Because I still have a lot of 360 titles, uh, so I'm very very happy that the announcement was made. I just want to be able to two years from now to say I'm still utilizing it which I couldn't say very much uh, for the last time that they did it uh, on the previous iteration. So, um, well, we last one we, we hit for today for right now, because we're going to be on later tonight and talk about Ubisoft and, of course, PlayStation. But uh, right now I, I want to talk more about um, the EA conference. And it all started off with Mass Effect Andromeda. So I'm really, really excited for that, being a huge Mass Effect fan. Um, it was really something that that I was really happy showed something uh, from the game engine, so I was really really happy to see that. Um, Josh, your thoughts on the EA conference as a whole, and and what your hopes are for not only Mass Effect but some of the other titles that were talked about. Well, for Mass Effect, I was hoping for more details. Like the, it was just it was a trailer, but they didn't really give much away about the game. So it's just you know you're exploring all these different worlds, but I, they didn't really tell you too much. So that was kind of disappointing. I thought it was you know just the existence of the game itself was exciting, but I didn't really. Uh, I was hoping for more details on it because I you know I, I love the story in Mass Effect. That was, that's the big thing that drew me to the original trilogy. So I was hoping for more. Um, let's see what else they got. They had. I never. We have to apologize. We have to apologize. We're staring at you in beautiful HD on on the the uh, site yourgamesource.com, also on our Twitch channel, game underscore source. So we're we're just we're captivated by seeing you in three different screens. So I just wanted to look at that. 
<laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, as far as the other games go, Mirror's Edge looks really good. Uh, the first one was really frustrating because I couldn't ever get the controls quite right, but I'll probably give it another try because this game looks really good. The oh, yeah, Catalyst definitely does look, look outstanding. Yeah. The, the, story, the story looks good, too. It looks a, uh, more story-oriented than the first one was, so that, that's always exciting. I, lo- I like video games for stories. A lot of people tell me, if you want stories, you know, pick up a book or something, but that's what draws me to most games. Uh, Plants vs. Zombies, never really got into that one, <clears throat> but it does, you know, it looks entertaining enough. The, uh, the, the sports games, a lot of the new features they've added into the sports games look really good as far as, like, uh, FIFA, you can now play as the uh, female soccer stars. Uh, hockey, you know, the NHL has that new uh, league for EA where you can play against people. The the uh, fantasy part of Madden looks looks interesting. And then uh, the NBA, as far as with the face cam, they're going to try that again. 2K did a had a horrendous time. <laughs> I, I was the memes of all the 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 uh, scanning that went wrong, that went awry, uh, that they were flashing on Facebook when they introduced that. I think it was last year's iteration. Uh, it was so hilarious, and now now EA is going to try and do the same thing, except for that you can do it off your cell phone. So this should pre, uh, prove to be quite interesting. But can they decrease the gap between themselves and as far as a basketball game is concerned? Because the gap is pretty wide on quality uh, between the NBA Live and the NBA 2K series, uh, which has been a point of contention to serious basketball and sporting game fans. Um, my last question to you on the EA conference, and I'm going to turn over to Nick on his thoughts. Star Wars Battlefront, which I'm sure everybody was there really to see. Your thoughts on the game that's coming out this November uh, look truly incredible to me. No space battles, but it really does uh, still look like, uh, you know, Battlefield in space. That's fine by me. Well, it, yeah, it looked it looked really good. It, it captured, a, it seems like it has a lot of the elements that made the first one so great. They, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really know too much about it. I gotta look, look at more details about it. But it, yeah, it looks, it looks really good. And same thing with uh, the expansion to the Old Republic. Unfortunately, yeah, that, that, that looked good too. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping for an announcement that they would were, you know, putting on consoles because I don't have a nice enough computer to run these games. But that didn't come. So you know, hopefully, don't, the- don't feel bad, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah, the, the Star Wars game. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to play Battlefront. What about you guys? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was watching the uh, I was watching the trailer and uh, um, the gameplay footage rather, and I'm like, I, I'm I, that that is gonna have to be a game I'm gonna have to pick up or rent on Redbox for a good amount of time or bum it off him because <laughs> you know you know he'll you know he'll get it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I thought it was uh, uh I mean I just not only does the gameplay look uh, phenomenal but you know it, it it's funny when you when you look at uh <laughs> yeah there we go the Witcher <laughs> he he knows I need some source of entertainment before I begin on my uh my game game designer journey next month so uh, <laughs> uh but I I just. You know, just watching the gameplay through, it, it was absolutely phenomenal. Not, not to mention, you know, it's, it's aesthetically beautiful, but it's just, uh, I'm, I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to that. But I know we were, <laughs> you know, everybody was there to see that because every how often did they have the timer down at the end, uh, t- down at the bottom saying uh, T minus huh. X amount of time till Battlefront. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, the other the other thing that probably appealed to me uh, was uh, uh, Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare too. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, I really am. My my son absolutely loves that game. Uh, so I, I uh, as you can imagine, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, picking it up for him. But um, I'm absolutely looking forward to playing it myself. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> but I think that's is that it? Is that it for the conferences so far? Do you... Any thoughts? <laughs> any uh, any any final thoughts? Thoughts of closure? What you're looking forward to seeing in the uh, conferences to come? In the conferences to come, I'm I'm hoping for a Borderlands announcement, but I, I, I that's looking doubtful right now. But other than that, I'm excited to see uh, you know more footage from Assassin's Creed. Hopefully, a Watch Dogs Two announcement, but we'll see. What about okay, you? Okay, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put you on the spot, and I'm also gonna put the viewers. And thank you for watching us. If you're uh, watching us on Twitch, by the way, I, I noticed we've got some viewers, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, once again, this is Game Source on Facebook. Game underscore source on Twitter, um, your game source on YouTube, and of course our home site, yourgamesource.com, and at game source on Twitter. One last question before we head on out of here, because we're going to take a look at the Ubisoft, because we're running a little late for the Ubisoft conference, and also as well, which we'll have to see and repeat before the big PlayStation conference. One last thing, my friend. Okay. Will we see the last card announced tonight, officially? For with a with a date with a date. It's, it's, not, no. it's doubtful. No, I don't think so. I'm gonna tell you yes. You will see a last guardian with a date um, because Mark Cerny uh, is rumored to be working on it, and he's the uh, project lead designer of the PlayStation Four. So I have a feeling with his magic fingers, there actually will be a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, will it be enough to make fans happy? I, I don't think anybody really cares at this point. They just want to be done. So, uh, Nick, yes or no? Will there be a Last Guardian? I'm going to say yeah, yes. All right. That's two, ye that's two yeses and one no. So we'll see. We'll talk about it later tonight uh, because phase two of our podcast, number 123, will be phase two of the E3 podcast uh, later tonight. Uh, right here on all these channels. So we hope you get a chance to see us and you hope you get a chance to to enjoy the conferences yourselves. You can send us feedback. You can send us a tweet. You can comment uh, on our Facebook page, GameSource, at GameSource on Twitter. You can send us a line. If you need to email us with any questions, info at yourgamesource.com. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. We appreciate you watching. But phase one is complete. Bethesda, Xbox, and also as well, Electronic Arts are done, and there's a few more to go. So for Josh. What? For Josh, it's for Josh Peterson, uh, Angry Nick, and myself, Gerald, better known as Yes Elvis Lives. I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you for watching. We appreciate it. And uh, enjoy the rest of the conferences for today, and we'll see you tonight. Do you love games, breed games, and bleed games? Then this is the crew for you. If you are interested in editorial, podcasting, live events, and exclusive content, make sure to hit us up at info at yourgamesource.com and become part of a team that is dedicated to delivering all the greatest delays in gaming news and content all here at yourgamesource.com.